Welcome to the Dildorfs, dorky discourse on sex, dating, and masturbating. My name is Kate Sloan. I'm a sex blogger, a sex journalist, and my blog is called Girly Juice, which I'm not just telling you that for no goddamn reason. It's relevant to our topic. I mean, you do tell us that every week, so. (laughs) I do. Maybe Uh, they're just like, wait, am I already at the outro? (laughs) I missed the whole show. Don't worry, it probably wasn't good. (laughs) Yeah. The other thing I could have said is we have a juicy topic to discuss with you today. (laughs) Oh, who are you, friend? I unfortunately like that one better. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, I'm Bex. I'm a sex blogger and a sex educator. And testosterone made me way more into fluids than I was before. Interesting. And like in like weird way. Well, I don't know specifically that it's testosterone, but I've kind of had a resurgence of, like, interest in fluids in a way that I didn't in the past. We'll get into it. That's what our podcast is about. <laughs> Spoilers. You might call that gender fluidity. <laughs> oh. I'm gross. I'm grosser than most of these fluids we're going to be talking about. <laughs> so tell me, Bex, riddle me this. Uh, what's your favorite bodily fluid? Oh, um... <laughs> I mean, probably come from various bodies. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a good one. It's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> good yeah. fallback. Yeah. Hard to I go wrong. I'd probably have to go with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Earwax, actually, <laughs> is really... <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because I was actually having a discussion with our pal Dick Wound about uh, ear gunk, which I mentioned on our show last week, and he was talking about being interested in making my ears sweat uh for kinky reasons so yes i'm sure that someone is into earwax that's got to be a fetish right no it's got to be a thing because it like tastes disgusting too so there's got to be people who are into it in kind of like a disciplinary level or like a sensory like have you recently eaten earwax no but i have follow-up questions are you unfamiliar with the fact that earwax tastes disgusting i've never tasted earwax Hmm. I've tasted my own cum, but, like, I've never tasted... And, like, most of my bodily fluids, I don't think I've ever tasted my own piss. Oh, I definitely have. I've never tasted my own earwax. I 100% have tasted my own piss. (laughs) I don't know. Like, I don't think I ever have. So, this is a weird thing about me. It's just never come up. (laughs) I've never, I've never talked about this on the internet before. Oh, God, my partner's gonna hear that. (laughs) And then he's gonna get ideas. (laughs) fucking dominance anyway go ahead let me just say this podcast is not meant as medical advice we're not telling you to drink your piss or taste your earwax or whatever i don't really know what the fuck that would do to you it's probably probably fine fine. but like (laughs) piss is sterile for the most part okay so here's a true thing about me which i've never told on the internet before when i was a child and uh i was like nine or ten years old and i had recently discovered how to orgasm and i found that if i continued rubbing my clit after i came that i would piss afterward or i would squirt i'm actually it was probably like a mix of the two i don't really know but anyway so i would like pee into a cup and then drink it and this was my like post bath ritual and there was something to me that was like satisfying about this because it was like i was like consuming my own the fruits of my own sexual labors and it felt 
cyclical and complete. Why the fuck am I telling this story on the internet? (laughs) That is fascinating to me. How do you not have a water sports kink? You know, it might be dormant. It might be latent. Like, I'm I'm not not into pee is the thing. Like, I could be persuaded, but it would have to be with the right person, I think, because stranger pee just sounds gross. But like I like pee has never squicked to me. Like it never seemed super gross to me. Yeah. And I was always fascinated by like watching people with penises pee. But I'm pretty sure that was just a gender thing. Yeah. Um And now I'm into water sports in that it's a tool that you can use like for other things like it's a tool i can use to show my service mm-hmm. or like like the idea of swallowing some a dominance piss so they don't even have to get up to go to the bathroom right like mm-hmm. you know come here boy and take this for me that kind of thing right or like as a degradation humiliation thing or like a marking their territory kind of thing like all of those reasons i could be into it psychologically physically i'm just like this is warm cool <laughs> like and, and I like think... i've never eroticized piss itself it's just all of the things it can mean you know what i mean right it's a it's a metaphor for power which a lot of bodily fluids are and a lot of kink things are like you know when we talk about findom like money can be a metaphor for power there's so many different kink things that can be a metaphor for someone having power over someone else and spraying someone with your fluids like no matter what those fluids are is in some ways a way of dominating them yeah so the uh in um the devil's deal that porn that i live tweeted with sugar cunt that has like uh victor belmont in it Mm -hmm. um the first scene has a twink selling his soul to a demon for eternal youth and beauty which, like, the most twink thing to do. <laughs> um, and then they seal the deal by fucking, naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the end, Daddy Devil Dude comes on the twink, uh, comes on the twink's ass, and then, like, wipes it and feeds it to him. <laughs> and the whole time is saying, like, this is my power, this is how you will get eternal youth. <laughs> That's uh, it's so good. It's what I call signing a cum tract, am I right? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's oh. gross. That's gross. Uh, <laughs> so I remember when I talked to you about uh, your first experiences trying piss play, I think you said to me that you felt about it how you felt about cum, basically. Like you didn't feel a marked difference between those two things. Is that is that an accurate assessment? Yeah, I mean, the same way that cum for me is, like, hot when you put it into a context. Mm -hmm. Like, it's hot because I just made someone cum. Mm -hmm. Um, And the process of watching someone get off is hot. But, like, yeah, the in both instances, the substance itself is just like, all right, cool, this is on me now. (laughs) (laughs) Great. I have a question for you, actually. Uh, this is a sex etiquette question, and you're often the person I come to with these questions <laughs> because you're just very thoughtful about these things. Uh, so earlier this year, 
I hooked up with a random guy from a sex club and we were fucking in his hotel and he wanted to jack off and come on my face, which is a thing that I will happily let certain people do to me, but it gives me no inherent joy. Um, (laughs) So he did it. And he was clearly really into coming on my face. But then afterward, I was sitting there. I was like, what the fuck are you supposed to do after someone comes on your face? Like, are you supposed to cuddle them and leave it on your face? Are you supposed to get up and clean yourself off? Or is that, like, insulting? What's the post-facial etiquette? Or the wetiquette, if you will. (laughs) So, uh, for context... The last time someone came on my face <laughs> was my sir, and then I proceeded to, uh, he laughed and said, oh my god, look in the mirror, and then I frolicked around the Airbnb looking in mirrors, yelling about how cute I looked covered in his cum. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm the person you want to ask this question. Because, <laughs> like, we contemplated taking pictures, and to this day I regret that we didn't. So sad. <laughs> um... So, like, I don't know if I'm the person to ask, but typically with someone that isn't my partner, I would probably, like, be cute for a second for them to, like, come down, Mm -hmm. uh, let them, like, breathe for a second, and, like, maybe kiss them if they're into that, and then be like, you know, I'll be right back, and, like, go be adorable as I go clean up. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Like, and then come back and cuddle them. You know what else is good? And this is just occurring to me. You got to do the thing where you scoop a little bit off with your finger and then taste it and do a, mmm, delicious, uh, yeah. and then go clean off. I think that that is probably optimum. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think the reason that this question bothers me is because I had a previous partner who was really dommy and had a kink for specifically wanting to come on people because for him it was like a humiliation domination thing. And he told me this story one time about he was coming on this girl and he had like gotten her consent to come on her. But as he was coming, she started to laugh at him. (laughs) And uh, which obviously like conflicts with his notion of what that kink is about for him. Yeah. Because if she's just laughing at him while he's doing it, then he holds no power over her, basically. Yeah. Uh, And at the time, I was, like, internally laughing at this story (laughs) while externally being like, oh, my God, that sucks. I'm so sorry. That's awful. But (laughs) it's so terrible. But inside, you're like, lol. (laughs) I do think it's funny how, like, there are definitely some people who being laughed at in that situation would be their kink and that would be what they enjoy about it like them being humiliated for coming on someone yeah sex is so interesting so what's interesting to me too is in the past i was always pretty indifferent about where come happened (laughs) like in my mouth is great Um, yeah, I guess that would be my favorite. Yeah. Uh, not even for like taste reasons, just for like feeling a cock pulse against my tongue. Anyway, we're getting out of hand. Um, (laughs) I I got distracted. (laughs) Yes. Um, but where was I going? Cocks and mouths. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, no, but like, so recently I've actually been into the idea of people coming in me too. Mm hmm. Which is interesting because it was not something I've been into, like, in the past or felt strongly about one way or another. You've come to enjoy Uh, it, if you will. (laughs) I've definitely made that joke on this show before. (laughs) Probably. 
Um, but I think, like, I think part of it is a trust thing, because I'm at a certain level of trust with my partner, and we're not fluid bonded. Um, so the only time he's come in me is with a condom. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, like, there is a level of trust in there that has kind of eroticized it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also the comments of, like, fucking a bunch of dudes and using other dudes come as lube <laughs> is a thing that is hot. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, like, I have many a time watched cream pie porn, as they call it. I hate that they call it that because I think that's really gross. But it's kind it's of, really it's, gross. it's cute Keep in a Keep pie away way. from vulvas. Oh, really? Yes, please do not combine these things. Unless you're doing it deliberately and safely in a risk-aware manner but anyway so i i watch those mostly because i enjoy the orgasm happening inside someone that's kind of what the hot thing is for me and then the cum dripping out afterward at that point i'm like whatever i don't really care that's not really my thing um i've only like enjoyed the idea of cum dripping out after like not watching it i don't i could care less um (laughs) but the idea of it like of having to put regular clothes on and go about your day and, like, that kind of constant reminder of ownership mm. and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I've, like, eroticized it and played with it that way. Um, but otherwise, yeah, like, the visual of it, I'm like, all right, it's come in holes, great. <laughs> yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I think that the, the amount of times that someone has actually come in me without a condom is probably three or fewer times in my life because like I was only on birth control for a very short like a few years but um we used condoms mostly at the time because we were paranoid about not wanting to get pregnant and then I went off birth control because it was giving me some mental health stuff so condoms are the way I go now um so I'm wondering if maybe I would find it sexier if it was something that like had happened to me more frequently uh can I tell yeah, a, I was a common condom story that's like not really relevant but very sad (laughs) before that yeah so i my first boyfriend that i had um we were fluid bonded for a couple years so i'm like super used to that Mm -hmm. even though we weren't having a ton of sex like um and since then every partner i've had i use condoms with but it is something i'm familiar with so maybe that makes it a little easier for me to eroticize Mm -hmm. makes sense yeah I, I just wanted to tell you this story because it's so sad and so pathetic. Um, oh. This is from a period in my life. This is only a year ago. I'm talking about it as if it's long past, but I really do feel like I've grown a lot as a person. Um, I was kind of just like going on these dates with people I wasn't especially connecting with because I just was like desperate to find the person who would make me happy. Um, so I went on this date with this dude. Uh, I may have mentioned this on the podcast before that I went out with this dude and he was an English lit professor who uh, I was like, oh, this will be interesting. Um, I like to nerd out about grammar. What's your take on the Oxford comma? And he was like, <laughs> what's the Oxford comma? And I was oh. like, oh, no, you teach English lit at a university. Yikes. Um, so it was one of these dates where like it was kind of awkward and we were kind of not really connecting but it was like not bad enough that i was gonna like leave or anything uh so then we went back to my place and we hooked up and i was so not into it physically emotionally like not well he didn't know what the oxford comma was yeah god like way to kill my boner but 
So we were having like some pretty bad lackluster vanilla missionary sex. And I, I wouldn't say that I full on faked an orgasm, but I sort of like played up my reactions a little more than I would normally do because I kind of just wanted it to not go on that much longer. And then he ostensibly came. But then after he <laughs> but left, then after he left, I was throwing out something in my garbage and I happened to see the condom and I happened to see that there was no cum in the condom. So I was like, I wonder if he faked an orgasm because the sex was as bad for him as it was for me. And that was kind of rock bottom of my sex life, possibly worst sex I've ever had because we were both so like scared to tell each other that we weren't into each other that we just subjected ourselves to horrible sex for no reason. Which is such a weird place to be in, right? Because, like, you kind of faked, so, like, you shouldn't super be insulted that someone else did, and at the same time, you're like, excuse you. <laughs> I wouldn't How say- How dare you? I'm not, like, I'm not insulted or offended. I'm more just kind oh, of, like- Oh, I would be. I'm sad. <laughs> That's on a lie. Be- I wouldn't be. <laughs> I'm sad for both of us, because we both didn't need to do that, and it was silly that we did that, and I feel bad that he didn't feel comfortable enough with me to tell me that he didn't- he wasn't feeling it you know but whatever yeah. it happens hookup culture millennials etc <laughs> tell me about is there a bodily fluid that you would like to play with that you haven't gotten to yet hmm. i don't know like i would be tentatively curious about blood play mm-hmm. um because I don't know. It would definitely fall under fear play and it would definitely be like edgy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but also blood is really cool. And like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the word for it. For like, I don't know for what fascinates me about it, but it's just kind of like macabre. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I want to have gross, scary Halloween sex. That's, <laughs> that's it. I mean, you are a scene boy, so... I am. On brand like that's for you. that's part of like part of what's fascinating about it is just like or what's appealing about it is just that it's so like theatrical, melodramatic, like yeah, yeah. ridiculous <laughs> that I'm just kind of like, yeah, I could I could do that. <laughs> I was thinking about this recently too cuz I was uh brushing my teeth and flossing and I like cut my my gum and then there was like a bit of blood like dripping down my mouth and I was looking at myself in the mirror and I was like god fuck damn I look so badass and cool right now and it got me thinking about how I would really like to fuck a blood fetishist uh yeah and like someone who like really really fetishizes blood uh and maybe also menstrual blood which actually that's an interesting question that I don't know the answer to is like do blood play fetishists also get off on menstrual blood I don't know I'm sure a lot of them do. Yeah. I'm sure not all of them, but like, that's probably a thing. Because I had tweeted recently that I wanted to fuck a blood fetishist because I'm curious. And then I got, I was talking to a guy in my life and he was like, I saw recently you were complaining that nobody wants to go down on you when you're on your period. And I was like, that's not what I said. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Because there's, I a, want someone who actively wants to. Right. Like I've had many partners who were down with going down on me while I was on my period, which is fantastic. And also for me at this point, kind of non-negotiable because I've, I've realized that like, 
I want people to respect their boundaries, of course, but I don't think that's the type of person that I could sleep with, like someone who would be squeamish about that because it just makes me feel really terrible about my body at a time when I'm already feeling really terrible about my body and also kind of need orgasms in order to... Would it be you're down for, like, as long as they're down to play with you when you're bleeding, or do they have to specifically be okay going down on you? I think it would depend on their level of enthusiasm about doing the other things. Because I've definitely had it where dudes are like, oh, I will not put my mouth down there, but I guess I'll like clinically touch you with my hands standing Ugh. five feet away from you. So it's like, if it's like that, like if I can feel that you're grossed out by my body and you're doing things to me anyway, like that's just not going to work for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get that. Um, but like... I could see being down. I I mean, I don't really bleed anymore. I do a little bit now just because testosterone dries everything out and makes it, like, thinner and more fragile. So it's not menstrual blood. It's just, like, sometimes I get micro tears. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode should be called yeah. Gross Vagina Things. I love yes. that. <laughs> um, but it makes me, like, I ha- get super anxious about it because that and also... My IUD will bleed sometimes, especially mm-hmm. during, like, deeper penetration because it's in my cervix. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I get super anxious about that. And anyone that, like, I, I really need partners to be chill with that, like, that blood might show up sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, like, as long as they're chill with that and not, like, they don't have to be comfortable going down on me or something. They just have to be, like, <laughs> all right, fine, this happens. Like, all right. Yeah. I, we, we've said this so many times on the show, but my favorite quote about menstrual sex is my fuck buddy uh, when I was like, so just so you know, I'm on my period tonight. I don't know if that changes anything. And he, he was like, well, I also have blood in my body, so <laughs> which is my favorite thing. I just have all these memories of him like because my favorite thing with with that particular guy was him finger banging me really deep. Uh, and he would do that and his hand would come out looking like a fucking murder scene. And I remember one time I was wearing like black thigh high socks and he was kind of looking around for somewhere to wipe his hands. And I was like, just wipe it on my socks. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they're there for. I really love how toys look after like when I used to jerk off when I was bleeding. Mm hmm. So, like, maybe I am slightly into blood, because every time I was like, this is so badass! Yeah, the aesthetic is excellent. (laughs) Yeah. That's, like, the entirety of what I would like about blood. Like, not that it's taboo, maybe a little bit that it's, like, gross and, like, you know, horror adjacent. Mm -hmm. Uh, But mostly just that it looks really cool. Yeah. Like, I did a bunch of, like, gore makeup for Halloween, and I was like, I need to take so many nudes. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was my Halloween night. I covered myself in blood and then took nudes. <laughs> I had, uh... Blood that we just had in the house, by the way, not for Halloween. Did. Just general just purpose in the house blood. because we're queer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got a blood glitter. Weed. I tweeted... Yes. <laughs> We have all of those things. Uh, I tweeted at my roommate, uh, hey, do we have blood for Halloween tonight? (laughs) Fake, probably, but I guess real works, too. And they didn't respond anything other than, how much do you need? Like, they didn't clarify if we were talking about fake or real blood. 
And I wasn't super concerned about it. But they were just like, yeah, how much? We can acquire. We can acquire as much blood as you need, Bex. I just, uh, I love my roommate. That's great. I, at one point, had um, been jerking off with the Double Trouble, which is like a blue glass dildo, while I was on my period, and it got, like, big, beautiful red blood smear on it. So I, of course, like, took a picture for Instagram uh, (laughs) and then left it on... What else is Instagram for? Yeah, really. Um, I left it on my bedside table, and I was having my friend Daniel over, (laughs) and I didn't realize until he'd already been in my room for, like, 20 minutes that that was just, like, sitting out on on the table, and I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, that's so gross. And he was like, nah, it's chill. Like, he was so cool about it. I love my friends. I was talking to a friend uh, the other day. We were on the subway, and I, like, was struggling to get my backpack off on the crowded subway to put something in it. And uh, he was like, yo, why didn't you just, like, tell me to get it out of the pocket or whatever? Like, get what you needed. He's like, you could have just turned around. And I was like, I'm pretty sure there are sex toys in that pocket. (laughs) Like, multiple. (laughs) And he was like, are they clean? (laughs) Yeah. And he's like whatever (laughs) and he was one of my vanilla friends and i was just like oh i'm so proud (laughs) i mean it's true i wouldn't want to subject someone to that either necessarily because i mean i'm also just really bad at cleaning my sex you never want to be surprised by touching your friend's butt plug yeah no that should never be a thing you just want to know that it's going to be there (laughs) that's all (laughs) so bex question yeah spit and sweat thoughts (laughs) eloquent question (laughs) i just spit it out you know (laughs) don't even sweat no the part that was edited out was kate going okay so i'm gonna set us up and we're gonna talk about like spit and sweat and i was like great cool (laughs) waiting for like a real setup and she just goes so spit and sweat (laughs) great i guess it's on me now um (laughs) so are they um don't sweat it. I'm good at my job. <laughs> I sweat it right up. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. So, spit, fine. I don't particularly care for being spit on, just, like, I don't find it degrading or interesting. Okay. Um, like, it's, it's too boring. That's your criticism of spit. Yeah, like, I don't... <laughs> too basic. I, it's not erotic to me in any particular way, like, spitting in e- people's mouths or spitting on each other or whatever. Like, it doesn't evoke any strong feelings in me, so it doesn't evoke any kink feelings in me. It's just kind of like, all right, chill, cool, I guess we're doing that. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'd be fine if someone else was super into it, but it's not something I'd pursue. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like, like, that really thick spit that you get when you're deep throating someone i was gonna that's say super deep fun. throat porn star spit yeah that's the yeah. good stuff um and sweat i'm weird i don't really know how to talk about how i'm into sweat because <laughs> like objectively not super into like i would be like oh i'm not super into sweat like psh. And then my partner sends me pictures from the gym, and I'm like, hello, you are very sweaty. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Um, so, like, it's not necessarily something I would say I, like, fetishize or I'm into. Uh, but also, I guess I kind of am. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. And, like, I do really like body smells. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, can I go on a weird tangent for a second? Because I've talked to you about this a little bit. But yes, yes, please share. Share with the class. Testosterone changes your body smells. Okay, so, like, my body smells different now than it ever did. I don't smell like me anymore. I smell like a boy. Which is conflicting, because I'm really into how sweaty boys smell. And now I smell like that. <laughs> which is weird. Because, <laughs> like... <laughs> I shouldn't be into my own body smells. I mean, or I guess I should. Is it? I don't know. Is that just like a feedback loop of arousal? Is that really disgusting? Yes! <laughs> yes! It's really weird. <laughs> like, I sniffed my own boxers the other night and then was like, that's a weird thing to do. <laughs> like, I'm sure I'll get used to it again. But right now, like, I get really sweaty or I just spend a long day at work because I'm out of shape. And, uh... <laughs> I, like, will, like, get undressed and smell my own body and be like, ooh, who's that hot? Oh, God, it's me! <laughs> okay, never mind. I'm gonna go bathe. <laughs> the body smells... Science, thing, man! It's it's so interesting because I... I It's so, like, pheromonal. I think that's what it is. Because there are certain people... Who just the way they smell and the way they taste is so alluring to me and they're not even always necessarily the people who I connect with on an emotional or like personality level like yeah. I was out the other day just like on a street corner and I smelled someone who I was like oh that reminds me of this guy I went on a date with one time and it was we had been on one date it was not a good date I was not really interested in like kissing him or seeing him again or anything but he smelled so good to me and it wasn't like a cologne smell it was like this his skin uh yeah to the point that when i smelled it on this other person i was like nostalgic for this dude i'd been on one date with and i was like i should text him <laughs> like no no <laughs> no i shouldn't <laughs> yeah no i totally get that i way way back in the day i was like 18 or something i was at work and uh this dude i had a crush on walked by and, like, he always smelled really good, and I can still, like, I know what cologne it was, and I can <laughs> still, like, I can still smell it if I think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he walked by one day, and I just turned around, and I was like, you smell delicious! That's mm-hmm. creepy. I'm gonna leave. <laughs> and he just <laughs> laughed. He was like, okay. And I was like, that's a weird thing for me to say to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think the sweat thing is really pheromonal for me, too, because there are some people I'm like, oh, my God, you need to take a shower. And then there are other people I'm like, please press your sweaty chest into my face. Dear God. Yeah, there there are definitely people um, where I'm just like, even if they've like bathed recently or whatever, like them and like also like their perfumes and stuff or whatever, like just like their combinations of body smells i'm just like nope mm -mm, nope Mm um yep (laughs) my mom is one of those people which is probably a good thing (laughs) um (laughs) but she's one of those people where like her sweat and body smells i'm like "Mm, nope mm -mm, this is not a good time (laughs) (laughs) my first ever boyfriend who i believe i've described on this show before as a catastrophically bad kisser which is mean um (laughs) (laughs) he uh he was one of those people who just like the taste and smell of all of his stuff just like 
turned me right off. Uh, which was weird because like it conflicted a lot with how I felt about him emotionally and on a personality level, which is I really liked him and was fond of him. Uh, but when we started dating and started making out and stuff, I was like, oh, there's something like on a base level here that is not working for me. And I remember, yeah, we we were broken up, and I was hanging out with my best friend at the time, and we were we were eating like takeout Greek food. And I all of a sudden had this like intense sensory flashback to like what this dude's mouth tasted like. Like I don't know what happened, but like all of a sudden it just like I was tasting it and I freaked out. Like I had like a visceral like panic reaction because it reminded me of really bad kissing with him pressing me against the wall and shoving his whole tongue in my mouth. And uh and my friend gave me some tzatziki to like wash it away. <laughs> it was so gross though. I was like I, you you can't date someone who you have that strong of a visceral response to, even if you really, really like them, which is really difficult sometimes. Yeah. Fuck that and fuck yeah is our segment where we tell you something we hate and something we love. And this week we're talking about body fluids. What's your fuck that? My fuck that uh, is vomit, (laughs) which like (laughs) is a thing that some people are super into with deep throating, especially like really, really kinky. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, but like really intense face fucking and deep throating and everything. (laughs) But see, I have a phobia. (laughs) Yeah. It freaks me the fuck out. And, like, part of me is like, hey, I'm really into kink, and I'm really into power exchange, and, like, masochism, and face fucking, so, like, that should just be a part of that little Sunday thing. No, thank you. No. No, no I cannot gag. Like, even gagging, I'm like, and we're done. Peace out. <laughs> Goodbye. Um... <laughs> Good talk. Which, by the way, I mentioned that to someone who has fucked my face before and he made the most awkward face because he never really backed off when I gagged and he always does fuck really like (laughs) face fuck really intensely but we were in a room full of people who did not know I fucked him (laughs) so I was like yeah you know I like I freak out about gagging and he just kind of looked at me and I'm like "Mm -hmm." (laughs) Mm -hmm." (laughs) well played (laughs) so And, like, to be clear, I could have, like, tapped out if boundary crossing was a thing or whatever, like, fully, like, consensual or whatever, but just, like, I guess he didn't realize how close he had gotten to my boundaries or whatever, and I was like, yeah, I see you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the the deep-throating and the face-fucking stuff for me, it's funny how that stuff is so psychological for me, and then as soon as I experience actual, like, physical discomfort, I'm like, nope, nope. (laughs) But it's, like, in my mind, it's so hot. And, like, even when I'm sexting people, sometimes I'll be like, yeah, I want you to, like, pin me down and fuck my face. And then as soon as it actually starts to happen, I'm like, nah, I don't know. (laughs) Abort. (laughs) What's your fuck that? Uh, My fuck that is self-consciousness about sweat, um, which I need to get over or I would like to get over. Uh, I remember I shot this porn scene it's a couple years ago where i was just like masturbating in my room and uh john b the artistic director of spit was the one filming me and after the scene i was like so sweaty because i was really intensely fucking myself with some toys and i kind of apologetically to him was like oh god i'm really sweaty and he said to me that's natural 
which is true it is um and even now i get like kind of weird if i get sweaty with a partner it makes me feel gross and unladylike which is really silly because like in my experience most people take it as a compliment because it just means that the sex is so bomb that i'm exerting myself (laughs) so i need to work through that i think (laughs) yeah what's your fuck yeah my fuck yeah is when my long distance partner sends me things that smell like him (sighs) uh it's so good very good i've gotten like pairs of boxers from him and I have an old pair of his leather boots, which is just very good. Ugh. And he was like, he was, this was a while ago. He was talking about sending them to me. He's like, you can practice your boot blacking on them. And I was like, okay. He's like, they kind of smell though. And I was like, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> I am okay with this. Um, and since then I have jerked off with the boots, like <laughs> using the boots to jerk off. So... <laughs> Are you um, going to explain logistically how that works? <laughs> You're like, I have questions. Are you penetrating um, yourself with the toe of the boot? Is that what's going on? No, I I considered trying, but also they're not super clean. And also that is like about a fist. He does not have small feet. Okay. Um, but I am into that idea. Mm-hmm. But no, I was grinding my cock up against the um, toe of the boot. And mm-hmm. also in the little, uh, like, gutter between the boot and the sole, that little mm-hmm. tip there has a little bit of texture. Um, so grinding up against that. Uh, <laughs> and we later found out that we could shove a magic wand into the toe of the boot, and then the whole boot vibrates. Oh my god. I know. <laughs> yes. I have not tried that yet. Fuck, that's But it is amazing. also great. Yeah, uh, I had to jerk off into his boots and then wear them for the remainder of the day without washing them first. Oh, Jesus. So I had to wear cum covered boots for the remainder of the day that were also slightly too big for me. So they were really heavy and like weighing my legs down. Like I felt genuinely tired at the end of the day because they're these big, heavy leather boots that didn't quite fit me. So they were really uncomfortable. Yeah, it was a whole thing. Oh, those are big shoes to fill with cum. Am I right? (laughs) What's your fuck yeah? Speaking of cum, to the surprise of no one, uh, <laughs> my fuck yeah is a book which all of you should purchase. It's called Natural Harvest, <laughs> and it is fucking brilliant. It is a recipe book where every recipe includes semen. Who the fuck thought of this and why? And why are we not married right now? <laughs> so it's a fucking great book. Um I, I was with our friend Taylor J. Mace when I placed the order online for this book, and I had been thinking about it for a while, and at a certain point, I was like, why don't I own this? So I went online, and I bought it, and it was so funny, because like in the like books that we recommend that are similar to this one, after I bought it, one of them was called Dancing with Jesus. It's just a <laughs> fun fact. I don't know why that's in there. Uh, coming into Baked Goods and Dancing with Jesus, obviously, there's a lot of overlap in the people who enjoy those hobbies. Anyway, right. so the book is great. It contains information about how to get the best harvest uh, in terms of saving up your cum and different things you can eat or drink to make the flavor a little bit different. Uh, like for myself, I've noticed if I drink coffee that my sexual fluids taste like coffee for a couple days. So that's interesting. You can like lend a little bit of a coffee note to your <laughs> your cuisine. <laughs> so 
My partner ha- drinks a lot of coffee and can mm-hmm. confirm. <laughs> Amazing. Good to know. Yeah. I uh, I haven't made anything from the book yet, but I would like to. It's just, like I was having this debate with you about like whether uh, you need to care about someone's STI status if you're using their semen in a recipe. And I actually don't know. I don't know enough about cooking science to know the answer to that (laughs) yeah i would still like i would look into it for my own peace of mind but i would imagine provided you're cooking it at a high enough heat that it Mm -hmm. would kill off any bacteria but yeah that's not based in actual science if we ever have on someone who is an expert in sti stuff that is something i would like to ask them (laughs) i'm very curious (laughs) you know what i have another fuck yeah kate okay my other fuck yeah is that I'm about to get on a bus to come see you. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited too, and I'm also late. <laughs> okay, we gotta wrap this up. Thank you, folks, so much for joining us on this very juicy episode of the Dildorks. I didn't have another better pun for that. I don't know. Uh, are we wet-y to wrap this up? Nope. No. That nope. didn't work. Leave the other one, for the love of God. <laughs> uh, I have been Kate Sloan. You can find my sex blog at girlyjuice.net. The reason it's called that is because a former partner of mine used to refer to my vaginal fluids as girly juice, and I feel like a lot of people hear that name and they think it means I'm like a big squirter. I'm not really. I squirt on occasion. I'm not I'm not the juiciest lady on the block. Um, I might be, actually. I don't know. I don't know everybody <laughs> on my block. <laughs> uh, you can find the rest of my writing at katewritesaboutsex.com, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at girly underscore juice. Where is your stuff? I'm Bex. You can find all my writing at bextalksex.com, and my Twitter and Instagram are at bextalksex. Together we're the Dildorks. You can find us at the Dildorks on Twitter and Instagram, and at thedildorks.com. You can find other episodes by searching the Dildorks in your favorite podcast app. And while you're there, shoot us a review. It makes us, it brings us up in the charts, makes us easier to find, and makes me smile. Uh, this week, I want you to tweet at us at the Dildorks with your favorite bodily fluid. <laughs> <laughs> that ought to be good. Um, it ought to be something. <laughs> Thank you, as always, to Protodome, who did our theme song. It's called I Want You in My Bedroom, and you can find it on his album Chip Funk at protodome.bandcamp.com. And thank you to Amy Gardner, who is at Starboots underscore on Twitter for doing our logo for us. And thank you to you for listening. Until next time, folks, get out there and live your sexy, dorky life. Bye. Bye. You know, that's it's funny you should bring that up because I did get into a whole kinky discussion with our pal Dick. <laughs> no, I'm going to say that again because I, <laughs> I like died while I was pronouncing his name. He'd be into it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I have to actually say it again. I checked the garbage can. I was looking in there for something else. I'm going to say that again because that sounded super creepy. <laughs> yeah, it did.